Hey everyone, grab your Bible, your pencil, a journal, and even a cup of coffee. And I want you to write this down. John 20 verses 25 through 29. The other disciples therefore were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand inside his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors had been shut and he stood in their midst and he said, peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, reach here your finger and see my hands. Reach here in your hand and put it into my side and be not unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, because you've seen me, you now believe. Blessed are they who do not see and yet believe. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad you're joining us as Dot concludes her series on Easter. Let's jump into the conversation. Today, Kara, we're talking about the resurrection. And, you know, we know that Jesus came and he died. And do you remember when we were in Jerusalem Mm -hmm. and going uh, to the garden and there was this little plaque over this tomb and it says, he is not here. He has risen. Yeah. It did something, didn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just here we were in Jerusalem and we're seeing this empty tomb and we were able to go in and we you know, had to duck our head and get in. And sure enough, the tomb was empty. And I could just kind of think about and looking at the empty tomb and the angels sitting there, Mary coming, crying, and the angels saying to Mary, why are you looking among the dead for the living? And as I have had my family, my mom and my dad, to pass away and know that they're with Jesus. There's such a comfort to know that we don't die, that Jesus conquered death. He died and he rose again so that we would always live. Mm -hmm. And as I think about the resurrection and you hear so many times, we have the spirit within us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is within us. And I've always thought, what in the world does that mean? I'm not Jesus. I can't raise myself from the dead. But we do know that scripture teaches that we have the spirit within us and that whatever God has asked us to go through or have to deal with, that there is nothing that we will face on a daily day basis that we do not have the power to overcome, that we have the power to win the battles that we have to often fight. But today I want to talk a little bit about Thomas because I love the fact that Thomas was there and the disciples came and said, we've seen Jesus and he's alive. And Thomas said, unless I see his hands, unless I see his marks on his body, the nail prints, I'm not going to believe. And when Jesus came, he went straight to Thomas and he said, Thomas, look at my side, look at my hands. He knew that Thomas needed to see. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. And Jesus was not there. But he knew. But he knew because he's God. And so he went. Well, he knew what Thomas needed. He knew what Thomas needed. And, you know, I think about the resurrection and I think about God 
raising Jesus from the dead and him walking out of that tomb, going to find Peter and say, Peter, I know you denied me. And he gives Peter three times that opportunity to say, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Three times God allowed Peter to express his love for him because Peter had expressed a denial of him. Why did God do that? Why would Jesus do that? Because he knew that that was going to really hurt Peter in his ministry. God had something great for Peter. And I think about Thomas, that God knew that Thomas needed to see his hands. And he knew everything. And so he went straight to Thomas. You know, I love this because he didn't get on to Thomas. He didn't complain and say, Thomas, why do you have to see it? Okay, if you have to see it. But he does say to him, you now believe because you see it. And here's something for me and you. He says to Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. And as I think about the resurrection and the power that we have, I think what really is so important to me right now is to know that we have a God that cares and he knows what we need. And he knew that Thomas needed to see that. Yeah, I think he probably also knew the motivation behind why Thomas, you know, if obviously we don't know Thomas's heart or Peter's heart, but it seems like Jesus knew that their heart wasn't in this like prideful, like, Oh, prove yourself to me. But it was like this hurt, hurt, you know, it mm-hmm. was this desire to know, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see this to be yeah, true. Not like, Oh, prove yourself like in this. Yeah, I'm not going to believe it unless I see it. Right. But there had to have been a, there had to have been something in both of their hearts that a humility and, you know, a brokenness that God wanted to heal mm-hmm. by showing himself in that way and not like, Oh, well, yeah, I have to prove myself to these people because, you know, Thomas was hurting. I mean, they all were hurting, but, you mm-hmm. know, we don't know a ton about Thomas outside of this story. So it's like, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, Thomas's story to where, why that was important to him. And we do know that the reason that Jesus didn't really display himself and his who he was to the people that just had to see it. and They're trying to prove something. This is before the crucifixion. And here it is after the crucifixion and the resurrection. And Thomas is saying, I, I want to see this. I want to see this. And it's not because that he didn't believe that God could do it. But I think he just was like to the disciples, you're so confused. You're just like me. Can I really believe you? I want to believe God. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very, very important to us today because we don't see Jesus like that. We didn't walk with Jesus like the disciples did. We weren't there at the tomb. We were there in Jerusalem, me and you and our family. But it was there that we had heard the story that Jesus had raised from the dead. And we were looking at the tomb. They read the story and we're there. We knew it in our hearts. We had accepted it. And it was a special moment. But we weren't there when Jesus literally walked out of that tomb. And Jesus is saying, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand why some of you may doubt. Mm-hmm. And so as I think about Thomas and this situation, one of the things I want us to talk about today is a little different about the resurrection, but it's about the story. Why do you think that Jesus kept the scars? Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I never really thought about it. You know, Jesus is God. So if he didn't want to keep the scars in his hands, if he didn't want to keep the sword spear in his side, he didn't have to. He had right. a heavenly, earthly body. But Jesus kept them. In Revelation, we see the lamb that was slain and that the nail prints are still in his hands. Mm -hmm. And as I think about that, I think about over all of Scripture and how we've talked so much about Moses. And God said, now, Moses, I want you to go and I want you to take the 12 stones and I want you to build them. And I want you to remember it is I that freed you from Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I want you to remember that I am the Lord God. And I think that the scars is not a remembrance just for us, even though I think that we need to remember the cross. It's very important we remember the cross. We think about the cross. We know that God loves us. It was very important for Thomas to see scars. But I think Jesus always wants us to be reminded of what he has done for us. And I want to talk about today about the hurts and the things that we go through in this life. And often we deal through life through our wounds or through our scars. And the scars is a reminder that we've gone through a very difficult time. And if you're a believer, you can look at that, those scars and remember what God has done. And often, sometimes when we've been hurt by someone or we've gone through a difficult situation and we're back into a similar situation, we feel like someone just kicked our scar. And it hurts, but doesn't really bleed. But it's a reminder, oh, I've been through this before. And as we remember those times that we've been hurt or times that we've had a very difficult circumstances, sometimes when we've had to die to self, sometimes when we've had to die to our dreams and our hopes, that God allows us to remember the past hurts and remember those moments and reflect on how God got us through that. And I think for me, when I think about my difficult things I've had to deal with over a period of my lifetime, and if you're breathing, you've got something you've dealt with. You've gone through some hurt, some pain, because that's just life. Right. But I think it's the scars. I think God wants us to, to remember how he got us through those difficult times. And as I think about living life and think about difficult times that we've gone through, I remember, and maybe you want to talk about it in detail, maybe you don't, but I remember one time when you were going through a really hard time and you were wanting to write something. And I believe someone shared with you that you write your story from scars and not from wounds. And I remember you telling me about that. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about that so often when you're writing or you're talking or you're dealing with people sometimes. We sometimes not only just write our story, but we express our hurt and our pain either through two different ways. We either talk from wounds or we talk from scars. Yeah, I forgot about that actually. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and it's very, very important 
because there's a different way that we'll express something through wounds than when we express it through scars. Mm -hmm. And I think that God wanted Thomas and he wanted us to know that, that we can look back in our lives and we can see those times and those difficult times that are now scars, but they're a remembrance mm -hmm. that God loves us and God has empowered us. We made it through it. Yeah, that I went through, well, you know this, but five years ago, I went through a, one of the darkest, well, the darkest season of my life, um, which I won't go into details now, but it was traumatic and dark mm -hmm. to say the very least. And I remember um, coming out of that and God 100% rescuing me from a situation, a fairly dangerous situation. Um, and I remember there was so much trauma and pain and betrayal surrounding it. But my prayer almost from day one, when I got out of it was God take my memories, but mm -hmm. allow me to remember enough to never forget what you've rescued me from. Like I didn't want to forget it completely, but there was so much darkness and pain and abuse that I didn't want. I didn't want to remember that right. obviously. And I just, I asked God to take my memory, but to leave just enough. So I would remember what he rescued me from. Not the fact that it happened, but it's like, just like just enough of the darkness, like just mm -hmm. enough of the scar and the wound so that I wouldn't forget. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, on the side of it, he, yeah. he completely has answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some things that I've like, I could not tell you details or not even details, but things that I should be able to remember from that season, but I can't. And I'm sure if I sat in it long enough, I could, but mm -hmm. I don't because I know that was God answering my prayer. And, you know, I've said it in a different way. I haven't had the same situation, but I, I do have a past. And I do remember always telling God, God, I don't want to forget what you have done for me, but I don't want to live in condemnation either. Mm -hmm. And so even though I know your situation and it was definitely a very hard, difficult situation, and I'm sure you have scars from it. But I remember when you were going through that and you were healing that the wound was um, very sensitive and there would be trigger parts. Mm -hmm. There would be things that would come up and it was like hitting that wound. Mm -hmm. And now you will talk about it and you may have a trigger moment, a memory, but it doesn't bleed like it did before. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that is the beauty of the scar and the scar is a reminder that there's been pain. Right. But the scar is also healing. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we think about the cross and we think about all that Jesus did, and you talk about betrayal, you talk about darkness, right. evil. Uh, I believe every demon in hell was celebrating Friday right. night. Yeah. Every demon in hell was scared to death on Sunday morning. And yet Jesus decided I will keep my scars mm -hmm. and I want my children to always know that I have never forgotten them, that I understand what they go through, mm -hmm. that I understand what it's like to, to be rejected by people that you love. I know what it's like to be um, denied 
be hurt by your friends. I know what it's like your friends to scatter and not stand up for you. And I know what it's like to be hurt. And, I, and as I was reading this, I just said, God, why did you leave the imprint? Why did you leave the scar? And I don't think it was just for Thomas. Mm-hmm. Even though that was the first time that that was a remembrance to Thomas, you are loved. And I'm not going to get on to you. I understand, Thomas, that there are times our faith is very weak. Yeah. And I just need to know. Yeah. And I think that that's a good message for us today. Sometimes when we get through situations and we're going through difficult situations, that we need to be reminded that there's nothing that we can face today that God will not give us and has not already given us that resurrection power within us to face and be victorious of anything that may come in our lives to trip us up, to try to deceive us, to try to to kill our uh, self-worth, to try to destroy our faith. And try to make us think that God has forgotten us and that God doesn't care. And I think that our wounds and how that God has stepped in and he has healed our past. And he's made something beautiful out of it. And that God takes the um, strangest things, the things that we think that would never be able to uh, make anything good come out of it. And God will make something beautiful out of it. Mm -hmm. Just briefly, out of that dark moment, what are some of the really sweet things that God has done to bring something beautiful out of that moment? And I'm going to start it off because I want to say this being part of that and having a front seat watching you go through a very hard time how you've come out of that situation loving God more than I've ever seen you love him is something that only God could do in your life. Yeah. I mean, there's, I could think of, you know, small things that like I got a puppy right after everything happened. Like when I look at that dog and he is the most loving dog I've ever mm-hmm. known. Um, and so it's like little those little moments where I see not something eternal, but it's just those little, it's just those little, as you call them, breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. like reminding me of, um, like he reminds me of what God brought me through. And he is, that dog truly is a beauty from ashes for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's little things like that. And I think, I mean, I don't see that in myself with the Lord and where I've come, but when you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But I don't know that I would have called that out of myself as easily. And, you know, I think that's what's the most beautiful thing about it is because I don't think it's something you tried to manufacture. I think that God took you and literally held you during those times. And I think those nail printed hands held you and held your tears and held your moments of loneliness. During that time, I remember my sister-in-law sent me a f- picture, and it was a picture from um, a war going on in Iraq, and it was an Iraqi dad carrying he probably maybe a five or six-year-old boy, 
and you saw see all this debris all this chaos around them but this dad is carrying mm-hmm. or assume i don't know but this man is carrying this boy out of it and i remember she sent that to me at that time and said this is how i see god this is a picture of what i think god is doing and has done with you mm-hmm. so and another thing of that is just i mean i moved to nashville i had to move to nashville because of the situation and the friends mm-hmm. that he's given me there and um you know those things for sure and i think i see people differently because of mm-hmm. it not that i was like not loving or empathetic before but um i have a whole new found um view on what people go through and mm-hmm. what i can offer um mm-hmm. what god's taught me or done with it you know with me and that is a person speaking from a scar because a person that speaks from a wound is bitter and angry and unforgiving and i think that as i think about the resurrection and how that god proved to the whole world he had 10 appearances and he went to all the disciples and he went to the people that he loved and he said hey look at me Mm -hmm. there's nothing not even death that you need to be afraid of Mm -hmm. i'm with you and then he you know goes and gets the disciples and goes to the mount of olives and he says go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and tell them i am the son of god and that's what you're doing that's what i'm doing that we're telling god's story in our lives that yes we have a god that loved us that came to earth he was born to die and he decided to get a group of men walk on this earth show the whole world that he was the son of god he allowed um, people that was deceived and blinded to their own pride and agenda to crucify him he died and he rose again and because of that we can face tomorrow mm-hmm. jesus has the scar and he's not forgotten that what he did for us was out of pure love and we cannot forget it either and so no matter what god allows us to go through we can be reminded that his spirit is in our hearts and that we have the power to go through whatever god's asked us to go through victoriously I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. We look forward to being with you again next week as Dot speaks on Cherishing Scripture. Thanks for listening.